0: hello and welcome to relationship rescue every relationship begins with you and today is just so good so juicy like literally it's going to cover several um i guess topics maybe it would be the word um but many of the theories many of the um things that i've talked about in the past and that are directly correlated to my work how i work why i work Um, and what happens when you stay stuck in these negative thought cycles and you do not heal those limiting beliefs, um, and when you stay in a relationship that has long gone past its due date. And, you know, the, the question that I get all the time, you know, should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? And it's such a, um, it's such a. Difficult question to ask me because you're looking at me for the answer. Well, duh, of course we are, Heather. But there's many aspects to should you stay or should you go? And one of them is um, how badly is it affecting your life, right? Like, I mean, literally, how, how much do you feel more sad than happy? Do you feel more anxious than happy? Do you find yourself not being kind? You know, you have to seek help first. I always tell people you want to do what you can to save it. You want to take every last breath to save the marriage, right? Because you do. It's important. You got married. I I think you should take that seriously. And you do everything you should to save it, you know? Um, I keep saying it that I am going to... Set up some sort of a workshop for people before they get married because I do believe about 80% of marriages shouldn't have happened truly. And you just, and the ones that do survive and thrive have learned how to um, actually confront and heal themselves and then heal in a um, through whether it is relationship help, counseling you know coaching whatever but um life is hard anyways right life it it doesn't have to be so hard just doesn't we say it all the time life is hard life is hard life is hard you know then that's that saying came out life is good life is good and if you're living in a relationship that's life is uh, uh, and you're not saying life is good good If you haven't tried to fix it, try to fix it. If you have, and it, you got to put a time limit on it. If you need help, you know where to find me. So the see the problem, the, okay, the field of clinical psychology has traditionally focused on, you know, identity, de- identifying the problems causing emotional pain and mental illness, right? And then working to alleviate the symptoms. So talk therapy, you know, there's other types of um, therapies, medications. Will they work? Yes. But do they work in a way that lasts long-term? Many of the cases, no. Here's the thing, that the fact is, and this is a fact, this is a, um, from a recent study that 80% of people who recover from depression and anxiety relapse. They relapse. Why? Why was the effort that they succeeded? Why wasn't it sustained? Well, because traditional psychology and medications do half the job. Here's what happens: they get us out of that hole, right? But they don't keep us out. The cycle continues. So, well, what what's the difference then? You know, what's the difference between the 20 percent who recover and don't relapse? What is it? Well, why 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 how did they not relapse? Well, they learned to thrive. Through what? Well, through continued action of, first of all, feeling hopeful, okay, Um, being hopeful that everything is great, but also actually saying, you know what? Life is good. Life is great. Life is amazing, but also in in looking at the positive sides, changing their perspective, exercising, good sleep, nutritious food. I mean, all of it supports that mental health, right? Um, So the habits of the heart, mind, and body, all three of those things need to take place in order for long-term, attainable, sustainable healthiness takes. You know, so um, you, you, a lot of the psychology will take you, you know, it's going to combat some of the low moods and negative thoughts. Um, but you have to learn to thrive even when you're, um, it's not a great day. Something bad goes wrong, right? So what happens is so many of us, we, all of us actually, we're drawn to what's familiar, And if what's familiar is negative thinking, we'll have difficulty taking in the positive, right? It's a cycle. It's a spin cycle. So you have to learn to untangle from the past so you can engage in the present and create the future you want. So we have to short circle the depressive and the anxiety spirals, right? So, um, You always have a choice. You know, you have to see the possibilities, adjust the perception, shape your feeling, explore your strength, you know, create these micro goals, find your purpose, cherish relationships. And guess what? If you're in a relationship that is not consistently happy, consistently kind, consistently um, loving, you can't possibly live an empowered and inspired life. It will not happen, right? It's just, um, it won't. And I know that's probably making you sad right now, you know? But what it does is it it keeps us in this the thoughts that say, you know what, I'm not good enough. I know I'm going to mess up. I'll never be able to manage this anxiety. I can't do it. I'm not lucky. I should just give up. Um, uh, Nope. Uh, I can't do anything about it. Others think I'm stupid. Well, he or she doesn't like me. Nobody loves me. I'm always making mistakes. I'm a loser. I'm going crazy. I'm going to freak out. No one will help me. I'm not smart. I'm a failure. What's wrong with me? I might as well die. I can't control my feelings. I should never make mistakes. Give me a break. Who can live in that? Right? So, and when some, when, 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 when these thoughts, or several of them, you know, repeat in your mind, well, I keep saying it over and over to you, but it's being generated from that underlying belief system. And the repetition is your trap. So if you're living in an environment that's continuously triggering those old limiting beliefs about you, and then these thoughts that come from those beliefs, you can't sustain yourself in a positive place of hopefulness and happiness, right? Right? A one-off thought is not going to do too much damage. Probably, well, you probably will hardly notice it. But a constant barrage creates a problem. What are beliefs? You know what beliefs are? Repetitive habits of thought. Thinking traps are repetitive negative beliefs that what? Influence your assessment of the future, right? So repeating negative beliefs will limit you. I need you to hear that again, okay? Repeating the negative beliefs will influence your assessment of the future. And your future will not look very bright because repeating the negative beliefs, which is nothing more than a a repetitive habit of the same thought, guess what? That will kill your future. So, you know, you have to understand that... um, It's so hard to to get away from this because we're going up against the patterns of behavior that took a long time to evolve, right? Starts in childhood. And it's, it's something that our internal GPS system is attracted to. So, most likely, you are with someone that is matching your wounding. Human infants just so you know, okay, I want you you to know this because, you know, again, I keep saying the same messages in different ways, trying to get you to understand this. Human infants have a powerful, very powerful ability to recognize something they've seen before. So um, what are called evolutionary psychologists point that, you know, out that an infant's ability to do this is about survival. You know, recognizing, and making in um, eye contact with their caregivers, caregivers caretakers, whatever. Um, it basically says, "Yep, yeah, okay, we're gonna. Be, I'm gonna be fed. <laughs> I'm gonna be taken care of." Um, so, but here's the thing: the power of recogni- recognition, even as an infant, goes far beyond remembering specific things. An infant can remember something familiar. And what is the root of the word family? Familiar, right? So the infants are drawn to something or someone familiar because it makes them feel safe, even if it isn't. It isn't about the good and the bad, mother or father. It's about the one that's familiar and the one that's unfamiliar. So we're going we're gonna to reject people that are unfamiliar to us. You're going to end up at some point, if you come from a, 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 the childhood is dysfunctional, dysfunctional and abusive, at some point you will end up with people that represent the familiar negativity of your parents or caregivers. You will. Why? Because it makes you feel safe, even though it isn't. So, there was a spare um, experiment done, study whatever you want to say. And uh, infants were given a one-inch ball to play with for a brief time. Remember, that's a one-inch ball. That was the first thing they were given to play with—a one-inch ball. Then they were given a one-inch cube and a one-inch ball. Well, what did they always choose first? Always the ball, because it was. Familiar, right? It's just right. But in the same experience, if the infant was given a one inch ball and then shown a three inch ball in a three inch cube, they still chose the one inch ball. Okay. We our brain forms prototypes. And then they were given the three-inch ball, the three-inch cube. They chose the three-inch ball. So, And the same thing happens with our emotions. When we are used to feeling a certain way, and think about how you felt as a child. Was it anxious, depressed, you know? Um, We will find ways to maintain that feeling. We will. We stay caught in our thinking and acting traps and surround ourselves with familiar people because they're familiar so we stay isolated rather than connected and you know this is also why you, you know have you ever heard um, for better or worse that someone married their mother their father you know we're drawn to the familiar and the psyche does not care whether it's good or bad it cares more about the same and different that's why changing our patterns is so hard we are being drawn to continue what we've always done and trying something different feels unfamiliar and as a result, difficult. We're trying to return to this natural state from when we were an infant and from the environment we grew up with. And, um, and when you come from a highly dysfunctional family, you're drawn to the same type of dynamics found in that family of origin. Right? So, it's, it's like really difficult to then engage with more positive experiences because it contrasts experiences you've had. So you keep isolating from your, you know, people. So. Okay, so it's. What you have to be working on is it is, you know, and emphasizing is correction and repair. Okay, so positivity within a relationship is so important and it's going to predict how good and long the relationship will last. Okay, Um, we're not locked inside of these isolating familiarity patterns that we have. You know, we just become consumed with the negativities, the, the feelings, the thoughts, the losses, and it's basically just a way to, that we felt safe, right? Um, but if we continue to stay in a relationship that is most of the time or half the time, it's good, you will never get fully out of the patterns and things that keep you stuck. See, there's there's four possibilities of the way people re- will respond active, constructive, active, destructive. So active constructive or active destructive, passive destructive, passive constructive. So in active constructive responding, you're responding to someone else's, you know, good fortune. You're celebrating your expression of joy. You're happy, right? You're very happy for them. Um, now passive constructive well that's you know you just say something like that's nice well that's a fucking buzzkill. <laughs> i just got a huge promotion or something and i tell you and you're my partner oh that's nice
1: okay really
0: um So when we can't be supportive of others because when, if they're happy, that, um, threatens us, what we're going to be abandoned and all the fears that I've talked about in the past, how can you think you can possibly have a, you know, a relationship? So a passive destructive response, um, is this, you respond to the other's good news with your own good news. (laughs) okay so you know um, uh, you tell you tell somebody oh I'm getting a new car I'm so excited oh really well I bought a new condo on the beach (laughs) this is such passive destructive behavior it takes the wind out of somebody else's sails and you know what blows it into your own damn huge sailboat that's probably much bigger than theirs right um and then there's the active destructive and this is when you actually challenge the good news so um yeah i bought this new car it's great i'm so excited what do you what do you think oh yeah i've heard about that that car is a gas guzzler it's so expensive to maintain now maybe these things are true but what are you doing? You're, you're undoing the positivity. You're, you're stealing their joy. You're a joy thief. So are you with a joy thief? That's the question. Are you with a joy thief? Joy thieves suck. <laughs> and if you're familiar to joy thieves from your childhood, you're most likely with a joy thief, right? So when you feel unlovable in your relationship, and that means you're also ineffective, then you're going to respond to the relationship in the same way. You know, when you have a decision that says, I'm unlovable, okay, whether you make that decision at 2, 22, 32, whatever, um, you start, you don't trust people, and you will feel abandoned, and um, you know how that works. I've talked about that, too. So... When we hide within ourselves, okay, um, because we're protecting ourselves, because we don't trust people, because we feel we're unlovable, nothing good's gonna come, right? And if you're in a relationship where it's your, your partner is a joy thief, you're always gonna need to feel unlovable. You know, we can't get birthed again. You're not going to be rebirthed right now, right? So so um, you have to look within. You have to find these beliefs that are keeping you stuck, right? So, um, you know, if we believe, you know what, just when things are going fine, the bottom's going to drop out. Well, you've got to figure out where, where does that come from? Where Where is this coming from, right? But all of it goes back to... You are unlovable. I'm unlovable. I'm unlovable. So, again, are you with a joy thief? <laughs> because you're going to be stuck in all of this, right? So, you know, you have to understand repetitive reactions. they have talked about it before also in the neuroplasticity of the brain. It's, you know... Attention density is the key ingredient, basically, to keep in, um, neuroplasticity working. So when you repeatedly focus your attention on specific behaviors, the brain creates circuits that are associated with those actions, right? So when you repeat the behavior numerous times, neuroplasticity helps it become the preferred action for similar situations. Cravings get stronger because the, these the, you know maladaptive brain circuits are being used more often. You know, it's not that you're causing the. Um, um, the, 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 uh, the you're not causing the thoughts, the impulses, and the urges. Your brain is, okay? By what? By what the mind is feeding the brain, okay? So you have what's called a veto power that you can resist the destructive messages and, and urges coming from the brain. When you focus your attention on constructive, you know, healthy behaviors, your brain is rewired. What? by a well, it's basically it's self-directed neuroplasticity. Then it makes those other new actions, the good ones, the preferred ones. That's how you change the brain, right? That's how you stop going back to the same um, horrible um, coping mechanisms. But if you are living with a joy thief... <laughs> The thief of joy that comes and steals every moment that doesn't need to be stolen. None of that can change. Did that make sense? Oh, I'm putting together a workshop now to um, for couples. And I'm really, it's going to, I don't know if it's going to be ready in November or December, but it will be ready probably in December because November is coming upon me. And I'm really want to know what can i put into this because the workshop will be about giving you tools to help you obviously but also to see if you can make the changes on your own and if you can't then seeking extra help it's about getting you to a place of a decision okay so we're going to try to put these in place and then you're going to give it a certain amount of time and see and then if not you must seek help Um, so anyways, I'm putting that together right now. But if you are living with a ch- ch- thief of joy and you're ready to heal this relationship and see if it can, you know what, click on the link in my in the notes here. And you know what, set up that free call because um, 2023 is going to be a lot of changes to my business and I'm not going to be working near as much with one-on-ones. I'm going to do more couples work. I'm going to do a lot more group things and masterminds and um, I'm actually taking on training right now, a new director of coaching, um, who will then help me train more coaches and yeah, I'm, I'm going to start lessening my one on ones and really putting, um, attention on ways to get my, my message to a lot more people and into courses and, and things. But anyways, I hope you have a great day as you, per normal i love you guys and i just want you to find the peace joy love and happiness that you deserve and just remember no one changes until it's until it's harder to stay the same so if you're in a relationship where somebody keeps repeating patterns then guess what and you're complacent it might be time to say you know what i'm not going to do this anymore Because sometimes the only way to get change is for you to leave the situation, unfortunately. And I'm not saying leave it just like break up or ask for a divorce. I say I'm at the point that this does not work for me anymore. And if something doesn't change, I can't live within this because it will ruin your life. It will. It will steal your life. Just as they are the thief of joy, they will be the thief of your life.